Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today we are joined by Leslie Zare from Mended Mutts. Mended Mutts offers pet first aid certifications to help build skills and knowledge when handling pet emergencies. We're really excited to talk to Leslie today, so let's go. And the seas are getting rough, and it is getting harder to see. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are here with Leslie Zare from Mended Mutts to chat about pet first aid. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So where are you calling us from today? You are in Kitchener, right? I am in Kitchener and... uh, yeah, offering our uh, Mended Mutts uh, educational courses across uh, basically southwestern Ontario up through uh, the Grey uh, Bruce Peninsula and into Muskoka region. That's very funny because Justine and I are from Muskoka. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we both grew up just outside of Huntsville. Uh, we're actually both going up to visit this weekend, so going home uh, to visit the families who still live up there. Um, But yeah, you've already kind of started getting into um, our first question today. So um, we do really want to get to know you a little bit. So if you could give us a quick intro to yourself and of course, if you have any pets, particularly dogs, of course, we want to hear about them. Thank you. Yeah. So I consider myself an advocate for health and wellness for animals. I have dedicated my career path to working with dogs. Um, I do have four pets, three of which are dogs. I have a 10-year-old Samoid, a four-year-old Husky, and a four-year-old Boxer. And then also a a nine-year-old cat who keeps everyone in line. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) And I can so see that, just like the husky, like cowering down because of the cat. And see it. What a pack. Yes, they quite are uh, quite the pack and uh, always busy. (laughs) Okay, before we dive into the serious questions, how much dog hair do you have to deal with? I was I was thinking the exact same thing between the Sammy and the Husky right. double coated. Yeah, tell us. Um, let's just say we uh, own uh, uh, multiple vacuums, as well as I have a very understanding family. <laughs> you know what I say about dog hair? It's like the glitter of the dog people. You know, it just is everywhere, but it adds character. So 
Um, let's just go with that. That's <laughs> I spent $30 today on a lint hair brush thing on Amazon that hopefully will be here tomorrow. The joys of Amazon. And apparently it works really well on furniture. So I look forward to like scraping all of my furniture because the hair just gets stuck to everything and you can't get it off. It's true. <laughs> Dog owner problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Ken's. what's our first real question now that we've got the, the dog hair stuff out of the way? Yes, let's dive into the meat and potatoes, shall we? LOL, Justine is vegan. So, <laughs> so, yep. so, okay, here we go. So can you please tell us more about Mended Mutts and what exactly Mended Mutts does as a business? Yeah. So Mended Mutts is built off of my advocacy for health and wellness for animals. Um, We teach or instruct the Walks and Wags Pet First Aid course, which is a three-year certificate course, um, covers topics such as CPR, choking, bleeds, broken bones, as well as medical conditions like bloat and diabetes. It's just a few topics that we cover. Um, It really helps to educate pet professionals and pet parents on how they can, you know, look for issues before they become uh, bigger problems or help their pet through an emergency illness or injury situation. We also instruct for our outdoorsy participants uh, and off the grid course, which helps uh, people that like to camp, cottage or hike with their pups um, where they're more in a secluded area and maybe further away from veterinarian care. So I've I have two questions for you, but I'll start with the one. So first question is, are these courses offered online or are they in person? So Mended Mutts does uh, instruct courses in person. Walks and Wags, who we are uh, affiliated with, does offer online courses for these uh, particular instructions as well. Awesome. Just because, you know, the times we live in, everything is going online these days. So I wasn't sure. I personally, obviously, like for something like first aid, it would be very nice to do that in person. But uh, if that wasn't available, then um, it's really nice to have that uh, online option. Um, And then my second uh, follow up question to that is, so... If I if I was interested in um, learning more about first aid, can you give like a high level overview of what that looks like? Sure. So as far as the course it's, itself, um, we cover a few different um, kind of core topics. One being a preventative approach. Um, So learning more of the behavior side of the animal, what to be cautious about in approaching an animal that is injured, um, as well as just the prevention as to um, things that pet parents can be thinking about in terms of keeping their pet, um, whether it's, you know, the preventative for heart, um, heartworms, ticks, fleas, so the parasite side of things 
or it's talking about prevention and keeping them more uh, safe in uh, an everyday type situation, whether it's in a household, um, going out on walks or hikes with them, to then getting into um, being able to assist an animal when they're actually in an emergency going through what we call an emergency action plan, which is an eight-step process that is a kind of a standardized approach that we uh, try to ingrain in our participants so that uh, when our adrenaline is flowing, when we're dealing with an emergency, that we have this kind of thought pattern as to the steps that we as the pet first aiders need to take to best aid the animal in need. You know what? I have experienced this. My, so my one little dog, um, Aladar, who is my more sensitive girl, who I like tend to like baby a bit more. She had a door that, um, an automatic door that opened up on her foot once and it caught her, it caught her paw and, um, it, it, cut her her uh, nail into her paw and it you know like fingers appendages they bleed a lot so there was a lot of blood and I like blacked out I was like oh my god my dog is dying there's so much blood I picked her up there was blood all over my chest I'm like we're going to the emergency right now I don't even remember driving to the emergency vet it was like this like euphoric like horrible euphoric situation I was in and um I just remember like showing up at the vet and I was like my dog is bleeding what do I do what do I do like so so to stay calm in a situation like that can really be I I just from experience be like a uh very valuable thing to to have under your belt so yeah it's so true that um that learning to um for us, our reaction and just a kind of a rhythmic thought pattern to get into so that it, you don't just dive off the deep end. Well, that is a really, really great intro to the work that you do um, with your business, Mended Mutt. So thanks for sharing all of that, Leslie. We're going to take a quick break and we will come back to talk about pet first aid in more depth. So stay tuned. Today's episode of the Dog Friendly KW podcast is brought to you by Terrible Toby's. Terrible Toby's is KW's newest locally owned pet store located inside the Krug Street Plaza in Kitchener. A new unique store, Terrible Toby's lets animals and their humans gather, shop, and meet other animal lovers. Follow Terrible Toby's on Facebook and Instagram for updates on their new space. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So today we are talking with Leslie from Mendon Mutts about pet first aid. So 
In the first half of today's episode, we heard about Leslie's business, Mended Mutts. So let's dive a bit deeper into some information uh, about first aid. That's why we're here. <laughs> so Justine, go for it. What's our next question? Yeah. So we, I think we touched on this a little bit in the first segment, but definitely not in depth. So why should a pet owner take a first aid course and what sort of skills um, will they learn um, when they take it? Yeah, great questions. So I think confidence is the biggest um, skill that uh, a lot of pet parents or pet professionals that take the course walk away with. Um, A lot of it's just reassurance as to what they maybe thought they should do, Um, but it puts it into best practices and also guides our pet parents as to what tools they should maybe have on hand as resources um, in the event of an emergency. Leslie, thanks for sharing that. Um, That is very helpful. Kenz, you want to take us off with the next question? I'm excited about this Yeah, me too. This is a good one. So can you just tell us a bit more about the most common injuries you see in dogs and maybe ways that dog owners can prevent these injuries? I think this is a very loaded question and that's maybe why I'm (laughs) excited about it, but let's hear. (laughs) Yeah, I think you've kind of already touched on it. Uh, My answer would definitely be bleeds. Um, It seems to be a common topic and experience that in every course that I've ran, almost everybody can relate to an incident, whether it was a minor bleed or a major bleed. There's, um, you know, areas of our dogs that really um, gravity works against them, like ears and toes and nails and tails um, that the it's hard to get control of that bleed. Um, so I would say that that's a one area and just being kind of savvy as to items that we have in our everyday life that we can utilize to help them um, to absorb the blood by applying that direct pressure to the site. I have a question about that. So um, when it comes to bleeds, does that cover things like bites as well? Because I feel like bites is something like, of course, that's like every dog owner's worst nightmare. Um, But I feel like bites cause quite a bit of bleeding depending on where that's located. Or is that like a separate thing altogether? So we, we cover a few different topics and some of them correlate to one another. Um, a lot of times bleeds do uh, are a result of a bite. Um, ears tend to be big trigger areas. Um, sides for them playing tend to be trigger points or, or, or areas that um, we see bites in as well. Um, so we classify kind of bites under two categories. We deal with them under bleeds. And we deal with them under wounds because quite often once we get control of the bleeding, we end up with a wound that we are now also treating to make sure that it heals properly. Um, So I want to circle back to the original question when we asked about prevention because I'm really curious if you have any tips or tricks. Um, Maybe we're going to get to this and I'm being impatient, um, but tips or tricks 
related to bleeds and how to prevent those from happening in the first place? Yeah, great question. Um, I think just being an advocate for your dog and learning their preferences um, comes down to even the question about bites, Um, knowing, you know, if they are playing with another dog, are they compatible? What what do they like? Um, Are there things that trigger them and kind of set them off? Um, So kind of being that advocate to knowing what our dogs like and dislike, but then also being um, able to speak on their behalf too, if they are getting themselves into a situation, um, whether we are keeping them on leash uh, when we're out and about so they don't uh, let curiosity get the better of them, Um, or around the house, treating them like toddlers. Um, They are curious by nature and will get into anything and everything. So if we can be um, one step ahead of them, we can avoid a lot of injuries from happening. That is so funny you say that. I'm thinking of this one dog right now and uh, his name is Marshall and he is literally like a toddler. He, so Justine's dog, dog, Marshall. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I, I know what you're, I know exactly. I love everything you've just said because it actually resonates very well with uh, our, um, what we believe in again, like just be a a good responsible dog owner and it might be able to keep your dog from being injured. So yeah, keeping your dog on leash, uh, if your dog is not good at playing with other dogs, or if you know, if you see a dog that might not mesh well exactly with your dog, then don't let them play together. Yeah. That all of those things are, um, make a lot of sense to me. I really love all of that. And I think, um, I think that's like really important education for all dog owners. And I think sometimes people just don't default to that and don't think um, that they really do need to be an advocate for their dog and that they are responsible for, you know, setting boundaries for their dog and making sure their dog stays safe. And the amount of times I've had people say like, oh, well, like, why don't you let Marshall off leash or why don't you do this? Or if I'm at somebody's house and he's on a leash, it's, oh, why don't you just let him off? And um, it's all about, you know, me knowing my dog and knowing when I'm going to put him at risk or put another dog at risk. We were, um, had Marshall around a new dog yesterday. And the the first thing I did was pick up all the toys off the ground because I knew that with another new dog, um, in Marshall's area, he would immediately get possessive over toys. So I did a quick scan, picked them all up. And I feel like you just become, it becomes organic to do those things for your dog. Once you like really fundamentally know them. Yeah. So true. All right. Last question of for now. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very anticlimactic. (laughs) Okay. So um, this is a really, I love this question because I think every dog owner should have this. Um, I want to build a first aid kit for my dog. Where should I start? So first I would build a kit with something that is portable. So whether it's a fanny pack or a lunchbox, something that you can take and grab with you if you're going for a car ride or you're going to travel to your parents' house or you're going to travel to a cottage, 
something that's easy to take with you um, and carry whether you're on a hike or whether you're being mobile. Items to include, I would recommend um, individually wrapped sterile gauze pads, Mm -hmm. sterile gauze rolls, Mm -hmm. saline to flush out any wound. I like to bring an antibiotic ointment and Benadryl. Those would be my top five items that I would put in a kit. One additional item that I think we we all have, but maybe aren't thinking about it necessarily for a first aid treatment, is a feminine napkin. Oh. Lots of people have them. Hmm. They're individually wrapped, very portable, very absorbent, and yet it's not going to adhere to the wound. So oh. that's that's my sixth uh, tip to add to your first aid kit. I never thought of that. I so um, I've uh, I have ever since the foot incident where my dog started bleeding, I do have a first aid kit because I did buy, uh, the wrap. Well, my vet gave me the wraps, um, and the, uh, the gauze and, uh, I bought saline solution and things like that. A Benadryl, my one Aladar again, she's Aladar and she's allergic to a lot of things. So I always have Benadryl on me, but I never thought about like a feminine pad because that makes a lot of sense. Uh, good for soaking up blood. That sounds really strange when I say it like that, but it really is. It's like clean. That's what it's made for, Ken. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, it's very easily portable. So, um, that's a great tip. Love that. Well, thank you. That gives people a really, really good place to start if they want to build a first aid kit, but it does really sound like You could really just use a human first aid kit and then add, make sure you have those essential items like Benadryl. So that's good to know. Um, But thanks for sharing all of that. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with one final question. Welcome, everybody, to our brand new segment, Kibbles and Bits. So cheesy. So 
In this new segment, Kibbles and Bits, we will learn bits of information from our guests through a series of fun questions. So today, we're going to get to learn a few extra things about our guest, Leslie. So Leslie, are you ready to be the first guest to experience Kibbles and Bits? I'm raring to go. (laughs) Yes, that is the right answer. (laughs) I Love the enthusiasm. Okay, Mackenzie, kick us off with the first question. So knowing you have three dogs, three big dogs, um, (laughs) we were just wondering, so what is your favorite dog-friendly, like, big box store to take your pups to? So, like, as an example, like, we're thinking, like, Canadian Tire, HomeSense, Michaels, or anything along those lines would it what would you say is your favorite so I would say my favorite and probably because it's my most frequent would probably be Canadian Tire um I like the space (laughs) I feel a little bit more confident that if um, my dogs which I do not take all three at the same time I'm not that brave (laughs) Um, and I'm not that talented, (laughs) um, but Canadian tire would be my pick for, for that one. What is a breed of dog that you would never consider getting? So I love this question because I have learned to never answer this question. (laughs) Every time I have a breed of dog that I say never to. They magically turn up in my life. They steal my heart. And, you know, that's, um, you know, on to the next chapter. (laughs) That's so sweet. So have you previously said that you would never get a husky or a samoid or a boxer? Previously said that I would never get a boxer. And um, this is what happened. Oh, I love that. All right. We'll let you off the hook in that case <laughs> okay. because I don't know if you can handle four dogs and a cat. <laughs> That's right. All right. Next. So big question. Car ride or long walk? Great question. Love the long walks. All three, long walk, the best. Detox. I love that. Come back. Totally different mindset. I, yes, that is what I love about walking dogs. You like, it's like meditative almost, um, depending on where you are. Sometimes this can be a little chaotic, but (laughs) yes, I, I love that. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for being our first guest to experience kibbles and bits i just love this name i know it's a dog food brand but let's not talk about that (laughs) Um, thank you and uh we're looking forward to learning more about mended mutts You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast. Today, we've been talking with Leslie Zare from Mended Mutts about pet first aid. So, Leslie, before we wrap up today, we have one last question for you. 
So if you could recommend dog owners keep one item with them at all times in the event of an emergency, what would that one item be? Keep your leash with you. A leash can be a great tool for many different um, scenarios, um, from restraining to um, restraining another dog. Um, definitely, that would be my my key and uh, advice to anybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thanks for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Woof, woof. Tell your father the witching hour is dead. I woke up restless, watching the time slip away. A Block Sheep Audio Podcast. Ah!